Hey ho, and welcome back to an all new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast with your host, Desi DeSip and Damon Lama. Or in this case, Christian Ventura and Desmond Robinson. Desi Robinson, if you want to be informal. <laughs> um, this is all informal. Everything is informal. Um, our housekeeping for the week our final episode of the Night Owl show on KDHR, Spotify iTunes and KDHR.net our own online radio show where you can listen to us ramble on but ramble with music (laughs) that too Um, we had our last show this past week we won't be back until the show won't be posted until January the week of January I have a calendar here of uh, late January, right? No, the week of January 10th. January 10th, never yes. mind, mid. So we'll be back, our show will be up on January 6th, as soon as I've been told. Nice, nice, looking forward to it. It's going to be the first one of the new year, and hopefully people will listen. Yep, and then we'll officially be back um, going streaming January 23rd. January 23rd, January. so mark it down. So we're going to be um, doing that again. We have our own official Spotify playlist of all the music we've played on Spotify, The Night Owl Show. Just look for it. So if you're wondering what we're listening to or want to hear something that you may have heard on the show, give it a check out. Uh, check it out. Yeah, because it's, some, uh, some it's a good mix. I like a good mix of uh, modern, damn, I fell out when I say um, modern classics. Modern classics. Semi-legit like, classify Limbisca as a modern classic. Really? And I was like, hold the fuck up. I know I'm, I'm, I'm getting old, but it ain't that fucking old. Oh, my God. I was like, shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, hold up. I was like, Devtones and Biscuit are still currently making music to this day. Yeah. It's like, don't you kind of have to be dead to be a classic? Almost. Technically, no. Almost. Metallica is still going. Okay, that's true. Um, Iron Man, well, Iron Man's on a Fair War tour. No, is no, that's... Um, ACDC? No. No, not ACDC. Because Angus Young apparently came back. Oh, really? Apparently. I don't know, officially. Did not hear about that. Um, no, um, fuck. The lead singer is the bass player. Uh, that's a lot of people. Not a lot of bands where the lead singer is the bass player. I just immediately think of Dave Grohl. South of Heaven. South of Heaven. Oh, crap. And we can't remember anything ever. <laughs> oh, I got. Oh, yes. Uh, this is not dead air. We still talking. Shut up. I'm telling people to shut up. <laughs> if I shut up, then it would be dead air at that point. <laughs> Anyways, that band. That band. Yes. We love that band. <laughs> no, I'm looking for it. I'm looking. I'm legit going on fucking Spotify right now looking for it. He's going to look at it on Spotify. Is it on our uh, Night Owl Show playlist? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's just on your personal? Yep. So we'll try to put it on there because at least that way, once he does find it, when and if, when and if is the main question. I don't think I'm going to find it. Exactly, I know. Because I don't even fucking remember the name of the band and I'm looking for it. <laughs> uh, it's already pretty canon that uh, we can't remember shit. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, think, I don't think we should go on the movie trivia show now. I would. That's the thing. I feel like I would be okay to answer the questions, but I can't recall fast enough to actually compete. That's what I said. The recall time. It was like we'd be horrible as teammates. Yeah, it's like we'd be like, "Oh, remember that thing? Yeah, I know that thing, 
but oh my god what is it called and then immediately we already lost at that point because they already answered the next three questions yeah I'll be that person that just like I'm sorry I'm gonna have to drop you I'm gonna have to get a teammate who has a better recall <laughs> you can find a teammate who has a better recall and made the best person win to get a fucking tro- um, the, the Schmodown belt <laughs> which I just recently saw um, and I know you're just new into the movie Trivia Schmodown I'm mm-hmm. like I'm years deep into it you've been following it um they just had their with it's their WrestleMania. Okay. It's called the Spectacular Four. That five hours long. Seriously? Yeah. In whole, separate episodes or one a, thing? One whole YouTube video, five hours long. It was the best. Wow. I wish I was there. Wow. And you watched the entire five hours? I watched the entire five hours. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> it was it was some good matches. It was some good and it's some good. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it on off chance. Um, our listeners may have not got to see it. Mm-hmm. But um, some great reveals, some great challenges, and I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I want to do this, and then part of me is like, I don't want to. <laughs> it's like that part of wanting to try to compete, and then that other part that's telling you, now nah, you're gonna get your ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's like no. That's crazy. Slayer, dude. Slayer. Okay, there you go. Glad you finally found it. <laughs> I just typed in the fucking song in my hand. It was, it was South to Heaven by Slayer. They're on their farewell tour. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a... Now there was, was uh, I remember that too because mm-hmm. Jason Momoa was, um, posted a picture of himself at the Slayer um, concert in LA. Oh, damn. Damn, so, there's a lot of people on farewell like kind of recently, right? Like I know Elton John was on farewell. I think he already finished it up. Really? Yeah, like no more Elton John concerts. He mm. went on his farewell. Hmm. Uh, who else was on their film? Well, I know some people are also reuniting, right? Like, uh... John Fusain, um, coming back to Red Hot Chili Peppers after 10 years being away. MCR coming back for a reunion tour. Yep. And actually, I think it already passed, because it was supposed to be on December 15th. It so did? I think it already passed, because it was December 12th, 20th. My God, I am so behind on a lot of the news. <laughs> I gotta keep up. It already passed. I'm keeping up on, like, certain things. Wow. <laughs> I'm keeping up on certain things. Like, the stuff that we talk about on the Night Owl Show. Check us out on Spotify. Um, some of the things that we talk about there, I know for a fact that I keep up on. But there's a lot that I fell out of. Like, I didn't know that control was even a thing. Like, I miss... Somehow, I miss control. And that's been talked about everywhere. I re- I did not know about it you until know, right now. Until... And not even 20 minutes before we started recording. You literally have to be within a dungeon to not know. Seriously, you have to be in a dungeon to not know. I legitimately do not know how I missed it. Because legit people are talking about it, and we're going to continue talking about it, because last week was the Video Game Awards in downtown Los Angeles at the Xbox Arena. Woo! And we're going to go down through the list of games. We're we're not going to go to the Game of the Year right off the bat. We're going to start at the bottom. You wanna you wanna keep it keep us guessing even though the results have been posted for a yeah week. Result, you know fuck it, the results has been posted <laughs> people, and people who saw it live minus myself yeah um so the game of year the nominees were Control Death Stranding Sekiro um, Shadows Die Twice Resident Evil Two Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and The Outer Worlds I already know which one you were hoping for I was hoping yes it was either Outer Worlds or Smash Brothers Ultimate. I would have given it to Outer Worlds, honestly. But for those that don't know, who did win it? It was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Damn. Well, either way, it's an achievement of a game. Like, I personally wanted Outer Worlds to win, 
But Sekiro winning, honestly, I do see why. It like the the gameplay, the the story direction, and then sucks. Really, story direction. I I did watch some YouTube videos. The okay. story direction, perfect. Okay, perfect. Gameplay is everybody says the Dark Dark Souls clone. Mm-hmm. I did not like Dark Souls. Ah, uh, okay. I don't. I I'm with Jonathan Davis when he said earlier this year he wanted games to be more easier, pick up and play. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to play any challenging games mm-hmm. at all. Oh, uh, okay. That's wh- wherein lies the difference because I'm, I've been missing like games that are making me challenge it, or like because I like games that make me come back and have to play the game for like hours and hours and hours. Honestly, like, and I already do that with fucking Smash Brothers. That's true. That's true. You have you want you want a lot a lot of characters that you want to play. Yeah, which means you're going to be devolving all your time um, into that one game. Right. Um. And other games do provide, like Dragon Age Inquisition or Dragon Age in general, I keep on talking about. Mm-hmm. Fucking put it on insanity mode. Mm-hmm. There's your fucking challenge. Mm-hmm. You playing it as a strategy game by this point. Mm-hmm. Because the enemies are more of this, the enemies are more smarter mm-hmm. than playing it on normal, hard, or easy. Mm-hmm. Um, same goes for Mass Effect. Same goes for Titanfall, which I have not finished. Now I need to finish. <laughs> um, the Witcher, they said it's super easy. No, the fuck it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Even I'm playing it. I'm replaying. I'm going to replay it because I'm in a competition mm-hmm. on easy. And I remember playing it the first time to go on easy. That fucking Griffin took me three times to finish. Damn. So three times. It's only easy to mm-hmm. a person who played every single fucking Witcher game. Mm-hmm. Only reason why, and, they, and probably people now. I did remember them. Um, CD Projekt Red said they did change up. The controls mm-hmm. for The Witcher Three, but still, if you played each Witcher game, you know each Witcher. You're game. already very and familiar you, with the combat structure, and you're already familiar with CD Projekt Red. Yeah, so it was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think it's hard. I think it's challenging. So, yeah, shut the fuck up. I know, uh, I know what I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I got kind of tricked when I started playing uh, Fallen Order mm-hmm. because I was I I I've played uh, fighting games before and I played uh, mainly like action games before in, in that style mm-hmm. but er- everybody told me that it was also kind of like a clone of um of dark souls which i was kind of hoping for in a way because but they it's it's done well in putting itself in its own category mm-hmm. but i i got tricked with the way that they named the the difficulty markers because it's like they go by you know jedi pa- markers. yeah they go by jedi markers and i was like okay like i've played these kind of games but the way they describe it like um they they said for the first level it was like for story story mode whatever story like focus. yeah so, exactly so pretty much now they're telling you this is a story if you play it on this level mm-hmm. now now game if you're not a gamer mm-hmm. you listen to this podcast you're not a gamer certain games now are listening as this story focused you play it you play the action game but you get you get certain difficulty spikes but you still get to enjoy the game and story mm-hmm. you have the one where enemies are stronger mm-hmm and you have the one where you're basically playing like the character is a real person. You need to give that person time to heal, mm-hmm. rest, and food. Yeah. So Well, in certain types in, of games, in yeah. In certain types of games. So in this one, it had four. Four levels. I know. It was, uh, Padawan, Jedi. <laughs> Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and then... Um, oh, what was the last one? I don't remember what the last one was. But, uh, <laughs> but, the, but it was... I think it was like hero or something like that. But I started it on Jedi Master because of the way that it actually described it. It's like for people who are familiar with with fighting games and want a challenge. Mm 
I was like, oh, okay, cool. That like, sounds like hard mode to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> like for me, it made it made me think. I was like, okay, like I've played like Batman Arkham Asylum. I've played like other games that are more fighting focused than actual, like, um, than you know, shooting or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm kind of familiar with this. Let me play it at this level. Holy shit! I I played the first um I played the first planet. And I was like, man, like these... You got work, didn't you? Yeah, I got some work on the first planet. And I was like, fuck, like, you know what? This is a really tough game, but I'm into it. And then by the time I actually started fighting, like, not just the animals, but actually other people that are fighting back, Mm -hmm. it literally... There was one point where I was on Dathomir that it literally took me about 10 times to even getting close to just killing two specific players. And I was just like, wow, like... If, if I can't pass this and it's taking me 10 times to try to attack them and I'm next to a, a, a meditation point, like literally maybe even 10 feet away from it, I was just like, you know what? I, I really do need to lower the difficulty because I'm not going to fucking play this game for 100 hours just to try to make it through like without practicing it first. So I'm like, okay, fine. As much as I didn't want to do it, I moved it down to Jedi Knight. I started playing it. It's still giving me a good amount of challenge, but now I'm excited because I want to finish the game and then finishing the game. If I missed any of the major stuff or like I'm trying really hard to hundred percent, it, but mm-hmm. not, not as hard as I could be. Okay. Like I'm, I'm going for more of an 80%, maybe 90% completion. And, uh, when I do finish it, I'm like, okay, I'm excited to come back. I want to come back now knowing the combat structure a lot more now practiced a little bit more and then bump it back up to Jedi Master because I want to finish the game like as as hardcore as it was ma- made to be. And there hasn't been a game like that recently that's made me want to go back and replay it even after the story. I would say Jedi Fallen Order is something I would play. Mm-hmm. It, I've seen gameplay of straight up easy and all those difficulty um, choices mm-hmm. for um, as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. But there are also people who find a workaround this. Mm-hmm. When you get to the second planet, they're getting the double saber right off the bat to make the rest of the game more easier for them. Yeah, I went to the second. I went to Dathomir first, but I only did that out of my own like curiosity. My own curiosity, because when I play open world games, I try my best to not hit the main story as as soon as possible because I want to go get extra shit and I want to upgrade my character. And how far did you get knowing that you had to go back to to the planet you need to go to to unlock certain jumps and shit? I got about eighty percent through the planet. Okay. Like, uh, I'm noticing, like, I, I can already kind of tell, now that I'm a little bit more familiar with it, like, where, like, it basically shows you on the map. Like, this area is still red. You don't have the necessary, like, skills to, skills do, it. to do it. I'm like, okay, fine, then drop it, come back. I would say my only my only complaint about it before we go on to, we leave Game of the Year to go to the best action game. Right. Um, and I have to agree with every single person who reviewed it. The fact that Double Jump is an unlockable move, and it's always been a move that's dead set on the character on every single game but on, for some reason for a Star Wars game you have to unlock double jump mm-hmm. that's fucking stupid honestly I haven't minded in my in my in my playthrough I really haven't found it to be a major impedance I was how yet. far are you, how far are you into it I am okay so I I went to Dathomir then I went to um FO as, as someone who has not played the game Okay, I I'm. Know what you're about. <laughs> I unlock Kashyyyk. I'm like. I know, I know Kashyyyk. I know. Come on. Yeah. I, I I knew. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I unlock Kashyyyk. Are you? I finished that part. I I'm at the point. Hold on. I'm trying. Midway or towards the end. I honestly don't know where I'm at. I'm like in chapter three. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what. 
You don't know where you at. I have no idea how far I am. But I know for a fact like that... Like you don't know where you're going. Yeah. Well, okay. I've already done two of the, um, of the like, major artifacts. Or not major artifacts, but major... Um, ah, shit. Uh, I found two of the major coffins. Like, they, they describe three tombs. Sorry, there it is. Tombs. I don't know why that took me so long to remember. They describe three alien tombs that you have to go to. And the way that it's set up in the beginning of the story makes me believe that as soon as I finish those three, then I can unlock the main area. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea if it continues past that. Okay. But I'm past... I, I finished the second tomb already. Okay. So I've already fought the Inquisitor for the second time. And she's revealed herself now to be... Spoilers, by the way. I don't know if anybody else is still playing it right now. Yeah, we'll skip spoilers. Skip spoilers? Okay, never mind. I'll, sk- I'll, I'll skip the, that. Because that one's still technically fresh because it's not listed in any of the um, categories for the Video Game Awards, I've noticed. Okay. So it's still a fresh. It's still a super fresh. Still game. fresh. Okay, I won't talk about it. Um, but point is, I think I'm like maybe two-thirds of the way there. Okay. Um, I've seen Angry Joe play it, and he got to a certain part. You have to jump where you sliding down. You have to jump from where you from where you sliding and to jump on the ledge. Oh, not onto a rope onto a ledge. <laughs> and he keeps on falling. And he press. He's literally seen yeah. going like he's pressing it to jump, yeah. but it's just and it's not giving him enough oomph to uh-huh. jump. And seeing anyone rage, it's fucking funny because I know it's gonna be me eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh uh, damn! And he's like just legit throwing a tantrum, and I just find that fucking funny. <laughs> um, for best action game, the categories were um, the choices were Apex Legends, Astral Chain, which I did play, and it's actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, challenging, mm-hmm. which I'm like, uh, I say I don't want to challenge a game, mm-hmm. but I uh, it was the concept of Astral Chains. Okay. Um, Devil May Cry Five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Gears Five, and Metro Exodus. With Devil May Cry 5 winning. Devil May Cry 5. Damn, it feels like 2005 all over again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have, we basically ain't got nothing, nothing to say about that category. Because <laughs> I think I made it clear about fuck um, Gears 5. Not because there's a woman lead, which we don't tend to get in both action games like these. And honestly, I really do genuinely enjoy when I see it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like Control, that is a game we talked about before um, before we started recording. That is a game you should definitely play. I haven't played it, and it's on my backlog of mm-hmm. games to play. But I like I like the game for its aesthetics, not more in terms of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's damn good looking game. Mm-hmm. Um... But for best action adventure game, you have Borderlands 3, Control, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Not yeah, fucking Sekiro Dies <laughs> Shadows Die Twice won that. That's their second win of the, of that night. Yep. Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening did not win, but they was also nominated with Control in Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I think by Death Stranding not winning Best Action Adventure Game and not Game um, of the Year not Game of the Year it just like and that's kind of fucking weird everybody's praising Jedi Fallen Order Mm -hmm. but it it has not got nominated but Mm -hmm. Death Stranding is I call bias I still yeah it's Hedo Kojima is best friends with Jeff Keighley oh I call bias yeah I can see that collusion if you will (laughs) my god Presented by Samsung, 
QLED. We have best art direction. We, no, we, we're not seriously. We're not sponsored. But, sponsor uh, us. They was they sponsored the video game awards. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, Sayonara. Sayonara, Wild Hearts. Okay, I'm making sure. Control, Gris, and Death Stranding. Is that basically just Spanish gray? Gris. Gris. Because <laughs> that's how you would say gray in Spanish. It is by a. It looks like it's from a Latin um, game developing company, but also Devolver Digital. Oh, I've heard good things about Devolver. We've seen good things from Devolver. Mm-hmm. But Control from Remedy and 505 Games won for Best Art Direction, which I am very happy. It won for Best Creative, Outstanding Creative, Technical Advancement, and Art Design in Animation. So, as an artist, it's good to see art design win over action well actually no technically control is an action game mm-hmm. but it has great art direction right the way that they actually yeah and the use of its pale color palette but with the use of red and yellows mm-hmm. throughout the um, throughout the world it highlights a lot of the actions and the powers that you would actually be using in there yeah yep and it actually brings a really good vertical feel to the tower in general best audio design audio design Call of Duty Modern Warfare beat out Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, Death Stranding, Control, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Fuck! Honestly, as as a person who's been playing Modern Warfare, including the multiplayer and their realism mode, I can see why it won it. I know, because I'm like, when you have a arm, any army-based game, fans who are into this genre, gun sounds... And, or just like sounds that may sound like from down the street or up close mm-hmm. bomb sounds it has to be it has to have some form of realism right and then especially in their realism mode for those for that game it's extremely not only additive to the experience but it's important to the actual gameplay because in those realism modes where you don't actually have a HUD or you have minimal HUD in uh, like what honestly in a video game version reminded me the most of real life paintball Mm-hmm. Um, the the audio is extremely important because you not only hearing the steps which everybody talks about when it comes to a multiplayer game but not only hearing that but being able to hear like what kind of gun sounds are coming from distances gives you an idea and intel on what's actually happening in the game and then on top of that it it draws you in in a certain way that makes you kind of focus in um, a different level I, I personally like the game a lot for it and I could see why it won audio um, Gears five, actually, I actually played none of these games. None of them. <laughs> none of, them. <laughs> of that of that list, I've played of two. Of that list, <laughs> I am broke, so we're moving on to community support. <laughs> Best community support. Destiny two. Uh, there, I, there you go. Fuck Destiny. All I have to say is fuck Destiny. Hey, but they have the best support in the community. <laughs> to be fair, says them. Says them. To be fair, as a former Destiny player, I can see. I can also see that. Just because, not necessarily because of Bungie or anybody like that, but the actual community itself, how how important community resources are to being able to complete certain things to that, mm-hmm. I could see why that's probably one of the more prevalent ones. Okay. As a former Destiny player. I do say former because I do not play anymore because fuck Destiny. <laughs> um, there is a content creator of the year. Um, I don't know any of who these people are. And I am not giving them this platform to let them you know their names. <laughs> Next, 
Esports. I don't care about esports. Next. <laughs> esports event. Don't well. Wait, okay. Biggest esports event of 2019. It should have been Evo. It should have been Evo, but what was it? Fucking League of Legends. I'm not surprised, though. League of Legends has a very large following, not in the U.S. But here's the thing, though. To see... I love seeing Street Fighter or King of Fighter or... Um, what's another fighting game that people... Or, Tekken. Hell, Tekken. Smash Brothers sometimes, I think. Marvel vs. Capcom. I haven't seen Marvel vs. Capcom on an Evo, Evo list in a long time. Though. That would be cool if it came back, though, right? If Capcom was a fucking dicks or stroking the cock that is Resident Evil. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's just I like seeing those tournaments more. That that is one I rather I would rather actually take my time out to actually go. And I do watch Evo mm-hmm. online. That That's, would be cool. That is the one. So if I actually vote, it would be fuck for Evo. Not I don't like League of Legends. I don't like Overwatch anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck Fortnite and everything about Fortnite. Yeah, I, I just don't like the community around Fortnite more than anything. And I don't know anything about... The International? Or... IEM Katowice. Or Katowice. See, yeah. I can't even say it right. <laughs> Next! E- best Esports... Obviously, if, e-sport, if League of Legends won for Best Esports event, obviously, you know, they won Best Esports Game of the Year. Damn. You know, even... Uh, my dad's actually super into League of Legends. Really? Yeah, not no joke. He got really hardcore into it. He's not bad. <laughs> Best esports host. I don't know any of these people. Who won it though? Um, Effie Deportere. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but she won. <laughs> I'm gonna be legit. I don't know who the hell she is. I think she's one of the esports announcers for. Actually, I think she's one of the esports announcers for Overwatch. I, I do recognize her. Damn, we got to do better research on this, but next time. Moving watch, on from esports. Here's the thing. I don't watch esports. I don't. Yes, esports should be up there with actual hell. Rain it back before you get anything you misconstrued. Esports should be on a higher platform, and it by this point it looks like it's going to be mm-hmm. I just don't care <laughs> it's just because there's not an esports game that you care about yet I don't like playing games competitively ah. that's my thing I sort of grew out of that okay if it's if I'm I can say this I'm very bad at competitive games not like bad like if it's if I'm playing Call of Duty, yes, I'm bad because I don't play shooter games a lot. Mm-hmm. But if it's a game I know mm-hmm. and I know how to play, I'm a bad player where you you would not like me until we stop playing that game. Mm-hmm. I'm a different person. Oh, okay, okay. I'm legit. I'm two faced when he had a third multiple personality, <laughs> which is actually happened in the comics. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. So, move, moving on from the competitive esports world, then. Yeah, we're just going to pass all esports. I don't care. My God, how many esports announcements were there? I think it was like four. Four or five of them. Best family game. I am shocked on this one. Best family game is Luigi Mansion 3. See, you're supposed to be shook. <laughs> Luigi's <Sorry>. Mansion? 
Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. Really? Like over it's, over it's, Smash Brothers? Over Yoshi. Over Mario Maker. Wow. I mean, I to be okay. To be fair, I haven't played the game. The, and here's the thing, though. Technically, if you look at it, Mario has dominated that whole category. Yeah. Minus Ring Fit Adventure. It's a Luigi turn. <laughs> Tonight, basically, basically <laughs> this is Luigi's year. Luigi was literally like, "This time, I'm a number one. I'm a player one." <laughs> wow. Best fighting game, Smash Brothers. Wait, okay, Jump that, Force was actually nominated. It was nominated. Wow, People actually played it. I I actually played it too, but wow, like I'm just surprised it, it's nominated. It beat it beat Mortal Kombat. That's the thing. I'm not surprised in player base and just pure player base. Think about it. If if more people played Smash Brothers Ultimate. And would vote for more for that game more than Mortal Kombat 11. Like Mortal Kombat 11 is the more um, is the more developed fighting game for sure. And more technical. You and more technical. The, the rate of the fucking person who can do a fucking finisher mm-hmm. within seconds of hearing finisher. Fucking astounding. Yeah. So fuck those players who can do that shit. Yeah, no, and that's probably why. Think about it. Like, it's a technical game. It's really, it is a good game, but the barrier for entry is already the fact that you need to put the technical skill to be able to, like, really pull off all of the combinations. But you don't want to see me on Smash Brothers with Little Mac. I'll knock your ass off the fucking platform. Ooh, I might have to take you up on that. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Best, so, <laughs> presented by Subway. Eat fresh. fresh. Indie game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Z- Z- um, I'm 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 being legit. That's the fuck like, oh. Zaum. Or Z A forward slash. Recognizing a new independent studio that released its first game in 2019. In 2019. So Z for Disco Elysium one. Great. Okay. But hmm. I'm. I was really okay. Looking at this, I was really pulling for Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. Oh, okay. That was actually fun. But you had you had some bias in there. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I had bias. I wanted fucking uh, my friend Pedro to win. Best studio to win. Dead Toast for best game direction. Death Stranding. No surprise. Kojima mm-hmm. was gonna win that. He, I feel Kojima always gonna. As long as Kojima produces games, he pr- he'll most likely keep winning game direction. I think Rockstar won. For Red, Red Dead 2? For Red Dead 2. I think so, right? So it's either going to be Rockstar or Naughty Dog for Uncharted. I mean, and, or, or um, Last. Mm-hmm. I feel Last of Us 2 is going to win next year. That is my prediction. Last of Us 2 is going to win for best game direction next year. I could honestly see that. Yeah, I would not. I would not bet against you on that right now. Because I'm like, it's either going to be Naughty Dog. Kojima doesn't have another game coming out next year, so this is going to be. He's going. And they said he's going to be focusing on a horror game next year. Oh, and then you know, if Rockstar ever releases another L.A. Noir or something, I highly doubt there'd be something that would be able to compete. Then you also got um, CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk coming out next year. Oh, that's true. That Cyberpunk. Is... Cyberpunk could go to put up a good fight for that. There's going to be some. Some legit competition coming out next year. I'm excited to see the next gaming year. Ooh shit! Especially with the uh, with the advent of the new consoles. Yep. Actually, technically, Cyberpunk is um, PS4. 
Mm. Cyberpunk and um, Last of Us 2. But you have to imagine that if PS5 comes out, most likely they would not, maybe not a remaster, but at least a port. They, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They'll pull. They, they'll probably pull off a Rockstar. Yeah. Because Rockstar did the same thing. Yeah, they did the same thing with Grand but Theft Auto it, 5, it, right? It took them, actually, it took them two years after Grand Theft Auto 5 was out on the PS3 to port it to the PS4. Mm, faster technologies, faster porting. That is true. They did say <laughs> we're going to have our first actual PS5 gameplay in June of next year for E3. Mm. So it's like we, I don't. They haven't said which studio though. And imagine like with the timing wise, if they do release it now, by then they could theoretically have DLC or something to drop with, and then they could also at the same time promote the not remaster but the port to PS5. And then Gearbox did show off Godfall. Oh, yeah. So Gearbox could be the first um, studio out the box. Hmm. <laughs> because that game is... Unintended? <laughs> I was really thinking about it. I was thinking about food when I said out the box. Jack in the Box? Probably. Please, Jack in the Box, sponsor us. We love you. We love you. We really do. This podcast brought to you and powering us by a munchie meal. <laughs> um... Godfall. They say Godfall is Borderlands, um, but third person. Okay. And it does have a loot system like Borderlands, but they say think Diablo, but with Borderlands. Hmm. But not good Borderlands style of animation. So is it going to be like a dungeon crawler? It, it looks like it's going to be a dungeon crawler, but oh. they haven't. They only shown the trailer though. Oh. They okay. haven't seen gameplay. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it, the fact that it said it's going to be loot base, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, that is Borderlands technically, mm-hmm. and it is technically Diablo. Yeah. But if you call it a Godfall, okay, then it has something like it's going to be Diablo esque. Yeah, it's so, going to have some sort of theme that way. Yep. Um, games that made an impact, thought provoking games that leave social media or a message. Um, sea of Solitude, Life is Strange Two. I'm pretty surprised racial bias because mm-hmm. I feel the two leads are of Latin origin that's probably where they didn't win but mm-hmm. a Latin studio did win for Greece Greece the grey in Spanish and if you are Latin uh, Spanish Spanish speaking don't 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 knock if you are a Latin Spanish <laughs> of Latin descent who can speak Espanol or if you just speak Spanish in general, because for some reason there's a lot of Mexicans that look really, really white like I do. <laughs> just know I'm trying. <laughs> um, kind words um, was not did not win or concrete genie. By the way, we're gonna have to send you to HR. By the way, Desi. <laughs> I am HR. Oh damn. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um, concrete genie. I was hoping to win because it's um, art mixed with graffiti. I was hoping to win, but Greece is is it is a very well looking game mm-hmm. um, I'm still looking at gameplay videos I'm still learning about the story of it but mm-hmm. it, it, it's a very visually visually it's a very stunning looking game wow nice moving on what is our next category best independent game independent Disco game. Elysium well if the studio won best independent studio right <laughs> yes it, yeah <laughs> wait were you confirming that we just talked about it <laughs> He's literally scrolling back up to double check. It's like, dude, we just talked about it. <laughs> Best mobile game. I'm still going to talk shit about mobile games. 
I stopped playing mobile games, but... I never really started until this mobile game. Call of Duty of all people. I know, right? I figured Mario Kart will win. That's on, that's on mobile. Yeah, right. I figured, honestly, when, when Nintendo announced that they were going to be focusing on mobile games, I thought two things. I thought, oh my god, why? Uh, pretty much like everyone else. And then my second thought was, well, they're probably going to dominate the market. But it doesn't seem like it's really taken off as like as popularly as they would want it. Because, no. yeah, they have some entertaining ports and stuff. They yeah. Well, not ports, but entertaining content. But it's not necessarily like something that's going to draw you back. It's one of those, like, for, I don't know how, a better way to describe it. It's one of those bathroom games. Yeah. You know, like you have enough time while you're taking a shit <laughs> to play that play a couple rounds of whatever they're doing play a quick yeah. a quick track or if you're still playing Magikarp you play you know just a couple jumps or whatever and then get off but like certain things like Call of Duty I haven't played a mobile game in a while that's made me actually kind of sit there and be like I actually want to sit and play a game on my phone mm-hmm. which just never happened to me before other than this game uh, best multiplayer game Apex Legends really good one best I'd prefer that over Fortnite that's for sure best narrative I'm. I have to buy. I'm have to buy a fucking Disco Elysium because I'm. 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 I'm once again shocked. <laughs> Disco Elysium beat a Plague Tale Innocence, which I seen gameplay of it. And I seen. I got to read um, story elements of it. That is like, what? Mm-hmm. Control, Death Stranding, and the Outer Worlds, which I feel is one of my favorite games of 2019, of the decade. Mm-hmm. We was literally doing our favorite or top ten favorite games of the decade, mm-hmm. which we do in twenty twenty. People who are doing that shit now, you do that in the new year. You yeah. don't when the decade actually the new decade begins. Because what if something came out like between now and then? Yeah, <laughs> like Star Wars. Like, like Star Wars. Star Wars is already out. And Outer Worlds came out really late too. Like it's not it's not like it's coming out this month, but either way, it came out relatively late in the year. Yeah. And it's easily one of the best games that I've played all year, along with Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like is Outer Wars is is legit one of my favorite. Um I'm I'm gonna bite the bullet, I'm gonna replay it because I wanna like hold off until they, they got a new game plus. Mm-hmm. But they came out so they're gonna do a DLC, so I'm like Alright, I'll just replay it. You're like, alright, I guess I'll have fun replaying your content again. <laughs> but it's fun yeah that's the good thing and that's that's the enjoyable thing about all of this it's all stuff that we enjoy yep best ongoing game <sighs> Fortnite uh, for better or for worse it is ongoing best performance Matt Mickelson I mean come on it's Matt Mickelson of course he's gonna win like I know Norman Reedus did a great job with all the mocap and everything in Death Stranding but Mads Mickelson is like an acclaimed actor, of course he's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, and you have Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz and Gears Five, mm-hmm. um, which I would give it to her as well. Um, she did do great with that character. Yeah, um, you have Courtney Hope, the voice of Jesse Jesse Faden in Control, mm-hmm. and they did use her likeness. Ah, yes, it does look like her. Ergo, likeness. And I'm kind of sad because we both like Pavarti and Out of the Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Ashley Birch was nominated but didn't win for mm-hmm. Pavarti. But she was nominated. She was up there next to Mads Mikkelsen. True, true. And Ashley Birch did win one uh, one year as um, Tiny Tina. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, oh, why she did I was like, Pavarti is like one. She's like, everyone wants to keep her alive. And it's really, it's really interesting how she's like the first companion you get in that too. Yeah. Like there's like 
there's very few games when you think about it where it's like where you have a companion system yeah. that you want to keep legitimately the first person you get. Yeah. And I'm also going to admit, I don't know the guy, uh, Matthew, for I haven't played Control. And the fact that they got two people from the same game to be nominated in the same category, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be very high up on my uh, on my game list. Yeah, we also did Norman Reedus, but obviously mm-hmm. we just said Matt. It's Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. By the way, if you haven't seen Polar, which I know you haven't, check it out. It's pretty and good. He's the one dude who I want to play Doctor Doom. He would be a good Doctor Doom. But he was already in the MCU film. Oh Doctor yeah, Strange. yeah. I mean, he did good in Doctor Strange, but, but I feel like that's exactly what I was gonna say. I feel like they totally wasted him though. He but, did well, but not in it, that part wasn't for him. But here's the thing though. He said in an interview, he was like, he wanted to do a comic book film. He did. His, he wanted to do something that was kind of horror based and mm-hmm. magic based, and that's what he got. Imagine it though, if he was like in Constantine or something, they used him in an IP like that. I could pitch him as de- as the dev- as um Lucifer. In a Constantine movie. He would be a really good Lucifer in a Constantine movie. He'd be a really good Lucifer in Lucifer. <laughs> no, I like who, I like, I like um, the actor who plays Oh, no, Lucifer. I'm not saying that that's a bad actor. I'm just saying I would also like to see him play the similar role in his version. It, it would be too evil, though. Like, for Mad Mickelson, when he's playing a good guy, mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard to get used to. Mm-hmm. But when he's playing a bad guy and he's committed to mm-hmm. it, you can definitely tell he's that he's that villain. Yeah. So it's like, now you say he has that villain face. Yeah. But the but and I, I kind of contradict myself. The first movie I saw him in was, um, uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, I remember that one. He was one of the heroes. In yeah. There. So I was like, I grew up watching that movie. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, he was a hero in that movie. So he technically wasn't. I didn't see him as a villain. Like later on. Mm-hmm. But still, um, still. Big ups Congra- to Mickelson. Yep, congrats to him. Best RPG role playing game. God damn it, Disco Elysium. I've got to find this fucking game. <laughs> over Monster Hunter World, over The Outer Worlds, over Kingdom Hearts 3, and Final Fantasy. Which one is it at this point? <laughs> 14? 14, yeah. I think that's the oh online God. game. I th- it has to be the online game. Yeah, because yeah, there's more. Online. Yeah, because there's more Final Fantasies at this point. Yeah. But either way, I'm still. I'm so confused with the Final Fantasy numbering and everything. Like, everything after Final Fantasy VIII, right over my head. To be fair, that that would be about half the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> no, not if you like hardcore. That's true. My brother is a hardcore Final Fantasy. And I, I blame myself because I, I the first game I got him into was Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And then he got an eight himself because I didn't find eight that interesting because I was still dead set on Cloud and on those characters in seven. Oh, okay. You were still harboring your... Harbor your feelings for them, young yeah. one. <laughs> and he was. And then he discovered Final Fantasy one, two, three, and then he found out the American versions between three and two, which was like the the numerical. And I found out the numerical shit earlier this year. Yeah. Like, like technically, one of them was a re-release two years ago, so it could be the correct numbering for us here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's why it gets fucking confusing. Yeah. I was like, this is why I stopped playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. Well, except for the PS4 um, uh, remaster. It's like, I stopped playing Final Fantasy, except for that one game I didn't stop playing. Yeah, because technically they came out with the PS the, the PS4 port mm-hmm. that I'm currently playing, mm-hmm. and you can cheat. You can cheat? And you still get your trophies. Wait, how can you cheat? You find the cheat codes and you play, So which means you get, oh. con- you get constant limit breaks. Wait, but they don't turn off achievements for that? 
Oh shit! And you can save the game. Oh shit! That's pretty okay. okay. Constant limit. You know, if I'm spamming the shit at those limit breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Downside to it, it takes them longer to get new ones. Okay, but you. that would make sense. But I'm like, there's got to be some like some like, little thing in there. The rain about. Yeah. Like and th- and there's like certain parts like where it's just um Yuffie on that tower where you for, like where you get Yuffie to get all your material back. Uh-huh. And you deal with that boss that can turn you to a frog and shit. Oh. And do one hit kills. Man, it's been so long, but yeah, I think I remember that. I was like, that was the only part he got challenged. It didn't even fucking matter about the the constant limit breaks. <laughs> It was still that fucking challenge. Yeah. And especially if you're playing with Yuffie. That's how you know it's a fucking hard game. That even with hacks and cheats. Oh my god, it's still a bitch and a half. And then don't forget that tower defense battle. You oh, get the little, yeah. the, the little, the little bin. And then I'm like, oh, I remember why I hate Those are the two sections I fucking hate it. <laughs> but those but, are the two sections you remember the most. But I, when I finished, I, I took a break from it. And it was a super long break. It's been three years. <laughs> it just came up with a new update. Recently, it came up with a new update. Mm-hmm. Um, I left off right at the the infamous freeway freeway battle. When That's where you Shinra, left off. After I left Shinra Tower, after I got Red Thirteen, and uh-huh. I did the um the freeway chase. That's where I stopped. Oh wow! Because that was the whole, that's the best part of the whole fucking game. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole best part of the game, and I made sure I got Vincent Valentine as well. Because <laughs> here's the thing, you're just a kid. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the first time I learned, and Outer Worlds did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You choose who can be with you. Yeah. And I did not know about getting codes um, in the game, and then that unlocks Vince's coffin. Oh, so you were just playing with like the initial people that you were like you yeah. were given, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Um, and then. And we still have the strategy guide till this day. From ni- it lasted from nineteen ninety seven to now. No tears, no. Na- well, no, no major tears. No major tears, but like it's it's very worn. Huh. We still have the strategy guide. Final Fantasy seven. But don't you also have like a different appreciation for a strategy guide that's actually well worn? Yeah. It's like I took this on an adventure with me. This shit survived with me. It lasted <laughs> a move from one house to another. Damn. You know which? And that- lasted water damage. You know which strategy guide that was for me. That was the original um, Ocarina of Time strategy guide for me. Oh, and remember the Dot Hack series? I think so, yeah. We st- I still have... All- my- well, I actually gave it to my brother. We still have all four volumes of those strategy guides. Damn, that's cool. So every time there was... A dot Hack came out when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so when each Dot Hack came out, there was a new strategy guide that came out automatically. <laughs> and there was when it came to like the last three Dot Hack games, the strategy guides came out first. Oh, so damn. I bought the strategy guides first, yeah. then I bought the games. Damn. That's pretty cool. That was the only time I was ever invested in an anime-based game. Really? Yeah. Man, it's been hard for me. Like, I've really wanted to be really yep. invested in an anime-style game. An audio... um, A audio cue. We have a special guest in the background. If you hear this little ball noises, that's my cat, Harley. Yes, yes. She is, uh, she's making her appearance known. Um, she made her appearance all throughout Nerds Against the World, either meowing for food, meowing because her litter box was dirty, or jingling her cat ball, which is somewhere under, yeah, it's under the table. Mm-hmm. She, but she's, uh, she's, she's working on that scratch pad real nice now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love you. So that gives us a cue to best musical score. Best musical score. Death Stranding. 
I have not heard much of the music yeah, from the game. I haven't heard this, yeah, I haven't heard the score from um, Death Stranding myself. Um, but uh, Devil but May it, Cry Five, I have heard it beat out that it beat out Kingdom Hearts, Cadence of Hyrule, and Sayonara uh, Wild Hearts. I figured Kingdom Hearts would win that one. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, honestly, I think I think of yeah. all of those, I would have enjoyed that the most. But to be it, fair, it, I haven't heard I, Death Stranding so out of the out of all of them, it would either be Devil May Cry Five or Kingdom Hearts Three for my, for me personally. I, I feel like I already know the answer for you, or at least which game series it comes from, but can you immediately think of a specific song from a video game that you would consider, like, the thing that made you pay more attention to video game soundtracks? Mass Effect. Mass Effect. A specific instance? Synth. That was, like, you hear, like, Blade introduced synth and EDM. Yeah. To, to me, but Mass Effect introduced synth to more of, it was like, a stero- storytelling element oh okay okay and like the way that it themes what you're doing yeah and then just like and it was it, it sounded future it, it legit sounded futuristic yeah it made you it made you have that kind of feeling of like i'm i'm making my way through this kind of yeah yeah I, i'm trying to remember yeah but i it, now it gives you that feeling like you it gives you that, that feeling like you are the captain of this ship. Like like you watch Star Trek. You mm-hmm. hear the, the, the fucking Star Trek thing. It's kind of like a, a low triumphant melody that yeah. kind of like... Especially yeah. every time you get the Normandy. Yeah. The, the theme for the Normandy just kicks on. And it just like, that mm-hmm. gets you hype. Or it doesn't get you hype. It just gets you like that. Like you're just sitting upright like you're in the fucking military. And you got mm-hmm. your controller in your hand. It's like you just, then you wait till after the cutscene over and that crescendo is done. Then yep. you go back to relax and you get back in the gaming position. Yep. I remember I remember like the uh the theme that would be on every time you're like exploring a planet or something like that. Yep. It gave me such a good sense of like I don't know, it felt complimentary to the vastness of what they were talking about with the space yep. setting. Like it, it was a good compliment. That's a that's a good one there. Yep. Um best sports and racing game and I'm actually happy with this one. Which one? Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. Nice. <laughs> it beat Pro Football Evolution Soccer, Dirt Rally 2.0, F1 2019, and FIFA 20, um, 2020. Honestly, I'm surprised that there's there's like a mashup between the sports and the racing category. Probably just get it over with. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of competitors with that kind of lineup anyways, so well, I can kind of see why they would do it. MLB, NBA, Mad... I'm, yeah, but then, Madden, MLB, and um, NBA. NBA are not in the category. But to be fair, think about it. Like, if they actually did a category like that, what would you be asking people? It's basically asking them, do you like basketball, baseball, soccer, or football more? Like, it's oh, not really. And, and, it's not really like which one of these NHL football too, games. And NHL, totally forgot about. Um, yeah, hockey. NHL. But think about it. You're not asking who did it better. Like, it's not like different uh, companies or different um, studios that are actually making multiple versions of a soccer game anymore. Yeah. It's still like, okay, NFL is going to release their their game. Like, EA is going to release basically all of these games. You know what I mean? Like, you're basically just asking who whose sport is the most popular at that point. And, I'm not, and, and the fact that Crash won, mm-hmm. I'm like, this really is fucking nostalgic. Because I, I played Crash, and I, um, R- Crash Team Racing on the fucking PlayStation. Dude, I'm about to go home and get the, the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro trilogies together. Because I really want to replay those. See, nostalgia, when it works, wins. Yeah. Best strategy game. Strategy game. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Not surprising a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
A lot of people was playing at this whole summer. Love that I've game. That. Uh, best 8 VR AR game, Beat Saber. That's pretty cool. Honestly, that's pretty cool. But I didn't get a chance to pl- try Trover Saves the Universe. I, I really do want to. But, uh, is now, it a console game also? It, it is a console game also, but I don't have the console setup. Okay. <laughs> I, ha- I have the, uh, the Quest. But now that the Quest can connect to the PC and I can actually use Steam games on it, I'll be able to get that and then try it out. And um, that was all the, um, the winners and the... Um, that was the 2019 VGA Awards. But or VGAs. During the VGAs, the Microsoft formally showed off the new con- um, the new Xbox console. Um, so far, is is not exclusively the title. They just said... They call, so far, right now, it's called the Xbox Series X. And it looks like my Wi-Fi tower. It honestly, it reminds me of a PC with a disc. With a disc, um, it's, it's more, it's more, it's more. It looks like a rectangular. It's more rectangular than a PC, though. Yeah, it's definitely more rectangular. You don't have the same it, like, like back. Legit, it like it legit looks like my Wi-Fi tower <laughs> with a disc with a disc slot. Honestly, I re- I personally like the design. I like that they're going more vertical than than um you know horizontal. Yeah. Because I feel like I now like, with I modern entertainment like, setups and stuff. Yeah, I, and I with you. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, you have less desk space, and then honestly, like with all of my consoles at home, I have them sitting up on their sides, anyways. Like I'm, I'm perfectly fine with the design. I like it. And I'm pretty sure people are going to keep their PS4s. They're going to keep their X, um, their Xbox One X. I would not that PS4, the PS4 Pros and the Xbox One X, and their Nintendos. I very much doubt they're going to get rid of those two consoles. Yeah. If you're like everyone said, they're a hardcore gamer. Mm-hmm. That hardcore gamer is not going to give up those consoles just for the new ones. Yeah, I still have all of my consoles. Yeah, just because they're saying everything's going to be backwards compatible, we have to wait till E3 to make sure it's official. Official. Yeah, and even then, I I I personally don't like. I mean, I am deal with the digital-only things now. I, I will deal with it. And that's what I was going to say was, that's why there's Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And that's why PlayStation have their own version of Game Pass. Yeah. Which means, if a person cannot, if you are a person who cannot afford a next-gen console, just know that you have, a, you have Game Pass. More likely, and I doubt it will happen, but more than maybe down in the future if you still play on the playstation 4 or playstation 4 pro xbox one or xbox one x maybe those games could be available on those game passes maybe maybe and and it'd be and it wouldn't be and it probably wouldn't be on the the first gen xbox and ps4 it'd probably be for the pro and the xbox one x so people because they're 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 4k ready yeah and i'm and i'm very certain that these um new um, gen consoles are going to be um, exclusively 4K ready. Oh, supposedly, supposedly they're gonna even be able to push 8K. Supposedly, because there's already 8K, 4K blue, um, Blu-rays already out. Yeah, but honestly, 8K is not. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think 8K is gonna take off the way that 4K did. Mm-hmm. Only because after a certain point, the human eye cannot physically process more images than really a 4K TV. Yeah. Once you pass a certain point, your eye can't comprehend the amount of pixels that an 8K TV can handle. And then you already have filmmakers complain about... Um, uh, the lack of motion blur. <laughs> yeah, motion blur. Oh, that, was, that was that fucking word. Yeah. Um, and they going to they combat um, Netflix. I'm pretty sure Disney's going to get hit with motion blur as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have to agree with you. I don't think there's going to be any 8K TVs. Mm-hmm. But 4K t- as soon as these consoles hit, be prepared to see 4K TVs being around 
as much as the PS4 and the Xbox cost right now. Oh yeah, which is in the four to five hundred dollar range right now. Like I saw a sixty-seven inch LG five for five hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Like my we just upgraded. A, no, not sixty-seven. A sixty-two inch, and I was like, wow. My my dad just upgraded uh, to a fifty-five inch four K, and uh, off of the deals that we were finding, like he got that for like three hundred bucks, a little bit less. So I'm like, and this imagine maybe next year that same TV will probably be two three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, honestly, like what as I'm not I haven't upgraded to a four K myself yet, but once I get this console, I'm gonna do it because there's I mean. I'm already noticing problems because I'm I'm an early adopter and I have day one Xbox and PS4 that somehow still work. <laughs> yeah, but I have a day one PS4 and I have a I would say a second gen Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm noticing I'm noticing uh, issues running Fallen Order on my on my current Xbox right now. Like I'm getting stuttering. Like I told you, um, my my Xbox actually crashed. Or not crashed, but it crashed the game. I'm I'm more in terms of when I want to see visually stunning looking games. Yeah. And I see my brother playing his games. He has a 4K TV and he has a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. I'm legit jealous because his games look visually fucking stunning. Yeah. That Spider Man looks more fucking better mm-hmm. than my fucking Spider Man on the PS4. Yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition has been out way now by this point five years. Mm-hmm. He's playing on the PS4 Pro and it looks fucking phenomenal for a PlayStation. 4. And it's not a PlayStation 4 Pro game; it's a PlayStation 4 game. But either way, the four can push out more frames and yep. more more polygons than. And it what, came, and it also came yeah. out before, like you said, it, um, it also came out before 4K was a thing. Yeah. But it plays like it. It looks like a, it's it was 4K ready. Like mm-hmm. Bioware made it 4K ready. That's awesome. So I'm like, props to Bioware for that. When it was, when it when they was on a higher pedestal. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Bioware is taking a, a very interesting turn. Unfortunately, a semi sad turn. They're taking a big ass L for that. This <laughs> <laughs> is a big ass L. Um, we're gonna be moving from gaming to movies, comic books, television. First off, new uh, new mutant star. Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. And New Mutants. <laughs> and the very long fucking delayed New Mutants. Uh, what does he say? It was going to be out sometime in 2020. Which he swears. He swears. Um, last time I checked, New Mutants were was on the docket for February of 2020. And then I saw March 2020. So what is it now? I don't know. It, they, now it's not on the docket. Disney has took it off the docket. It's, like, it's definitely coming out 2020, though, supposedly. And I just recently read that all the X-Men films has been released on Disney+, Plus, but in Canada right now. What? The U.S. is going to get it, but it's in Canada right now. Uh, what they should do... They wanted Wolverine to watch it first. <laughs> what they should do... Don't try to put it out in theaters. Just put it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, have they it. have a large enough fan base already and platform. Literally, just put it on Disney Plus and let this be your first horror rated R movie that's going to be on Disney Plus. Are you Are you really sure they're ready to put a rated R film on Disney Plus though? The Mandalorian is already pushing it. Not, I wouldn't say so. Honestly, I know it's playing it safe, but it, it's already pushing it with all in terms of people getting shot up and shit. That's true. That's true. But um, we'll save that for the Mandalorian spoiler cast. 
when um, your host actually watches The Mandalorian because I have I do not like the craze of Baby Yoda. I cannot wait for you to catch up on it though because I uh, really want to talk I, about it. I want to watch it just story wise. I'm get, get I anytime anything gets hyped and I just have a disdain for it. My main thing is that they're bringing back continuities from Legends in Mandalorian. Yeah, I had an argument about all this continuity shit. I don't want to talk about Star Wars no more. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, but um, yeah, I, eventually, I, I'll I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also another thing. Um, doesn't matter if you listen to this at any any point in time. If you listen to this as recently of this of Star Wars is coming out literally two day of this recording. Mm-hmm. Stay off the internet. You have. Social media, Twitter, social media websites, you have assholes literally posting spoilers. Yep. And you have news sites. The movie literally just came out this this Friday. And even though we had Friday, um, Thursday night mm-hmm. screenings, which now, in some cases, Wednesday night screenings, mm-hmm. you have news sites now already posting, posting spoilers. Normally, they'll post spoilers two weeks after the film is out. Now you have news sites posting spoilers now. Like minutes. <laughs> yeah. Which is... It's ridiculous. Like, what the fuck? It's so counterculture. It, it's it's actually really bad. <laughs> I know. Um, it, just, it also just further legitimize, legitimizes the assholes that post spoilers just to be an asshole. Like, I heard one of my, my most favorite revenge stories, though, out of an asshole that, that did some shit like that. Did you hear about... The guy that ruined, uh, the guy that ruined, uh, not Endgame, uh, yeah, Endgame for the. Who got his ass kicked in the movie theater? No, no, no. It's it's somebody who ruined Endgame. <laughs> that one I read. <laughs> yeah, somebody who ruined Endgame for a guy that ruined Infinity War for him. Oh wow! So that, that is that is that is sweet revenge. Yeah, and it was really good revenge too. Like I was reading the story. God, I I wish I could remember where I read it from, but it was um it was this guy that he was online. And just some random guy had posted spoilers for Infinity War as he was waiting in line for Infinity War. Which, for the record, it's like, if you're waiting in line for Infinity War, why are you on social media? But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Point is, guy, this guy put it, and put it on social media, and this guy was all pissed off. And he, what he did, right, was message the guy, but not to yell at him. He messaged him wanting to be his friend oh haha that was so funny i'm here in line to see it but you know i'm glad you posted it blah 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 and he befriended the guy over on facebook and they start they kept talking for a year they kept well not for a year they kept talking up until endgame got released to the point to where this guy literally was like okay let's go watch it together and they and he started to learn about the guy and like learn about when his work schedule was and he's like he basically made up damn i can't i can't because of work uh, the day it comes about, but let's watch it the next day. And he's like, okay, yeah, we'll watch it together and this and that, this and that. So what the guy did was go watch it on the day it came out. And then as he was there, start Snapchatting that guy every single shot of the movie as he watched it. He goes, honestly, I didn't get to watch the movie that much because of how much I was screenshotting it for him. But I posted every single major scene of Endgame and spoiled it live for him while he was like watching in horror on his Snapchat. <laughs> wow. But to be fair, that was after that dude had spoiled Endgame for him as he was in line to go watch it and shit. But that's dedication for like revenge. <laughs> that's like one of the greatest stories I heard come out of that. That's. 
You can't let shit go. <laughs> something, something's wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Me, I can't let shit go. But damn. Right. Imagine doing that. Like literally befriending the guy just to do that, and to and to know that you're not gonna be friends by the end of this. <laughs> Um, they posted the conversation of that. I, I wish I had remembered uh, like to save the link for it. Keeping up with the weird. <laughs> a Japanese animation studio mysteriously disappeared in Japan. Mm-hmm. According, according to comicbook.com, which you should stay off because they these assholes posted a spoiler to Rise of Skywalker. Oh, wow. And so check out their link two weeks from now. <laughs> And I literally just said like two minutes ago, stay away from com- stay away from websites. And I'm, here I am on comic book talking about this though. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so an animated studio mysteriously disappeared in Japan, huh? Yeah. So, according to Sora News Twenty Four, documented the bewildering tale wherein both employees and anime insiders found themselves unable to make contact with many of the executives at Tier Studios leading many to believe that the company itself had either vanished off the face of this earth or was attempted to hide from the world for some reason. As of now, um, the case was the latter as the executives of Tears Studios revealed themselves recently, but only to reveal the fate of the animation house. Unfortunately, Tears Studio has come to an end with the studio having a brief run come into existence beginning in 2013 the studio um, created a handful of series such as Lord Vermillion, Why the Hell the uh, Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher. Um, that was a weird ass series. I know. Actually, no. I was. Gonna say, I thought you were going to say the title. Oh no! I know what series that is. It. It. The show is as weird as the title. Um, numerous of the employees um, at Tier Studios have gone on record stating that they are owed back pay for the work they have already accomplished, totaling to eight million yen. Wow. No, I did not do the metric system of, of converting eight million yen to American dollars, and I'm not gonna do that now. I think it's a I think it's like a thousand like roughly a thousand yen to every one dollar. Like eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm sure if I'm wrong somebody's gonna correct me, but it's 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 <sighs> <laughs> I'm not making you break out the calculator, but we I'm gotta be smarter out. we gotta be smarter about this shit. 8 million yen. Wait. Just say 8 million divided by 1,000. Siri, what is 8 million? God damn it. <laughs> Siri. Siri, what is 8 million yen in U.S. dollars? It's $73,106.10. I wasn't that far off. <laughs> I wasn't that far off for not knowing the conversion. I was only 7,000 7, off. <laughs> so, if you didn't hear Siri... It was $73,106.10. A little short of $80,000. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. This was all said and done. 50 workers may not receive payment, unfortunately, as the company has filed for bankruptcy and may not be and they may not be on the hook for the money owed, which considering how difficult the medium, the medium is marks for a troubled situation. To boot the website, for the studio and many marketing materials seem to be banished along with the ability to contact the executives. The situation is dire for one employee that were affected by Tear Studios' dubious disappearance and we can only hope that their hard work is, uh, for the employees is rewarded. Man, that's ridiculous. So these people basically just showed up to a building that ended up just being locked 
and having no contact with upper management whatsoever. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Imagine walking into work and that shit happens. Or like not even being able to walk into work. You just show up to the building and it's locked and you can't do shit. And they tell you, you ain't getting your money, goodbye. Yeah, that's that's so fucked up. I'm like I said, I can be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And Mr. Hyde will come out and uh, Mr. Hyde will burn the place down. That's just that's just being Mr. Dickass there. <laughs> no, it's justified. I'm not getting my money. No, no, I mean them, the studio, oh, yeah, like yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, me burning it down, no, it's justified. No, no, at that point, yeah. <laughs> My God! But yeah, that is very weird. When I first read that article, I thought it was like legit, like like some mysterious shit went down, mm-hmm. and like the crew, like not only the crew but also the executive all disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Like some battle royale type shit, which is a Japanese import. You should definitely watch battle royale. Did you know there's a battle royale too? Yeah, and I, I have been told not to watch it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if I'm you're a fan gonna, of the I'm hunger, if you're a fan of the Hunger Games but wished it was much more violent. Then check out Battle Royale. Check out Battle Royale. <laughs> and only Battle Royale. And Battle... Yeah, not the second one. But Battle Royale, for the record, came out before that. Yeah. And I think, honestly, had a lot of heavy influence in like things like game, uh, Hunger Games. I was going to say Game of Wu-Tang Thrones. And Wu-Tang Clan. And Wu-Tang Clan, yeah. Yeah. Wu-Tang Clan, famously very into anime, right? Well, and, and Japanese yeah. culture Japanese in general. Japanese culture in general, um, Hell, the RZA is a fucking martial artist. Yeah. He's the man with the iron fists, right? <laughs> Um, next up in the next up for the news line what we got what we got this one made me laugh James Cameron says Avatar passing Avengers Endgame with the re-release uh, is a certainty mm, I don't know how certain I'm gonna give that a big fat fuck no yeah, I don't think that's really gonna happen I mean for the record Endgame only passed Avatar with a re-release right yeah so I'm thinking maybe he's trying to trying to drum up some sort of I don't know company war or some shit. <laughs> well, Avatar came out 2009, so That's which is ten- within this ten year decade, right? Um, and I'm pretty sure maybe Avatar is on people's list as their favorite films of tail ten films. Oh, we'd be well, surprised. Correction: In March Scorsese terms, <laughs> it's not a film. <laughs> It's a CG action fest. I <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that, James Cameron. <laughs> um, Scorsese says you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, Scorsese, um, Scorsese. James Cameron only good film is Titanic. Titanic. And that's it, it was it was a Titanic. Oh, and Aliens. We know he did Aliens or Aliens. He didn't. And Ridley Scott did Aliens. No. Or oh, really? Scott did Aliens. Yeah, he did Terminator. Okay, okay, getting getting shit mixed up. Yeah, get, like he did Terminator, and two. Wait, didn't he do Alien? Which one? James Cameron. Did he do the first Alien? No, that's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott did one and two. Yeah, Ridley Scott is like. But the I know ma- James yeah. Cameron's part of it was. He the- may have been producer on one. I'm trying to remember which one. But no, See, it, this it's is always why been we a should really not stop. be in the movie trivia. Slow down. See, because we can barely remember this crap, and then we gotta remember it quickly. <laughs> fuck. No fuck it, James Cameron. Look, no, you're not gonna beat Avengers Endgame. No, I seriously, the only people I can feel will beat Avengers Endgame is when Warner Brothers get its shit together. Is make a actual good Justice League movie. Yeah. Until then. Joker couldn't do it. 
and that recently just came out, mm-hmm. and it made over its ten million dollar budget. It did win. It it did beat as uh, top R rated comic yeah. book film. Yes, it, it that, beat Deadpool. It, it did that. It definitely did that. But, but it's not yeah. going to beat Avengers Endgame, which is sitting at two hundred and seventy nine billion. Yeah, I'm I'm very certain DC will one day beat Endgame. I'm sure. It just needs until to mature. Until it gets this shit out of, until they get their own head out of their own asses. I like to think DC right now, in terms of their actual cinematic universe, is in its grunge phase. It's in its like no, I, emo, emo. Everything needs to be dark and gritty, and I hate the world phase. That, that's their Nolan phase. They're back in their '90s phase. We're just gonna make DC films, but mm-hmm. they don't connect. But with actor, but the only caveat is these actors played these characters before. Yeah. Yeah, that's the weird part. That's honestly the weird part because at this point we're so used to seeing things be recast by different studio houses that it's like I don't get why they're going to use the same actor when there's so many other actors that could legitimately do like justice to the roles. Yeah, like if you're not going to connect, if you're not going to connect these movies ever again, did reboot them. But knowing that Momoa, um, Gal Gadot, um, Oh shit! To be fair, Wonder Woman 1984 looks awesome. Oh yes, that trailer looked fucking phenomenal. Um, oh shit, I forgot. Um, oh fuck. Superman? She, Harley, no, Harley Quinn. Uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. See, can't be in the schmo down. I, I could have right there. No, I'm just. <laughs> you got us. Yeah, we got got a point right there. But we got um, a point. A point. Um, <laughs> Margot Robbie. Technically, Character. only them four, them okay. three, are returning. When. Yeah, they no, Henry returning. Cavill. Well, they're he's Here's not the thing. he's not slated to do anything, but he would return. Would they offer him but a role? Two a week and a half ago, no. During this week, it was announced that Michael B. Jordan did sit and talk with Warner Brothers of him playing Superman. Really? Yes. In the past, or for a current for a future for, project? For a future project, he'll hmm. more likely be playing uh, Cal Zod. Calzad. Calzad. That is a legit DC character. He's Superman from Superman Earth Two. Mm-hmm. Um, in that Earth Two storyline, Calzad was um, the government kept him. I think um, uh, Flashpoint, where Superman was kept in a government facility. He was all small and frail. Oh. So for Calzad, instead of Calzad being small and frail, Calzad was still fully formed, but he was a an agor, in a way, an agoraphobic, an agoraphobic Superman. He was he didn't he he was not really agoraphobic because he was he grew up in the facility. They oh. realized he has the same powers as Superman. Huh. So because he was like, also similarly affected by the Yellow Sun. So they was technically in a way training him, but not training him. Pero mira nomás. Um, he didn't become Superman until Superman died. Okay, that makes and sense. And Clark told him, the kid, the kid um, he's like, I know you're not like General Zod. Mm-hmm. Keep up my mantle. Okay, so, going. but he's from the Zod family. Yeah. Which obviously he, is why he has makes him a direct connection to um, Kara and um, Kal-El. Okay. Um, so, in that world, in, in Earth 2... Um, Doomsday got on Superman and warped him pretty much taking his blood and just like fucking Superman up mm-hmm. before Superman died doing his one last act of heroes and bleeding out he told him I want you to take up the mantle of Superman okay 
and uh, Supergirl. It's kind of weirdly reminds me of Miles Morales for a quick second, but no, that's um, Kara, which is now known as Power Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they end up getting married. Wait, who? Kara and Cal? Yeah. Cal Zod? Yeah. Huh. And he's black. So obviously he's black, but. Yeah. That'd uh, be interesting. I would I would want to see Michael B. Jordan play that. And they're already making a Supergirl movie. I want him in a live action anime movie for some reason. I know he's big into anime. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have no I have no qualms with Michael B. Jordan. I don't. Not yet. <laughs> I, just, I legit do I'd rather see them play John Stewart. If he would be a good John Stewart. He he'll be young because they were like, well, he's this certain military um um rank um I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like he could play it though. I was like, they bitched about um Brie Larson, um being the captain, and, and I liked her. Mark. I was like, get over the fact of an Air Force rank. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking movie. Yeah. And I was like, and technically, and Brie Larson's around my age. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to be a captain at my age at thirty four. Yeah. That's if you were super fucking dedicated in the military. Yeah, which obviously she was as part of her character. Yeah. So, Brie Larson being a captain in Captain Marvel makes fucking sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Jon Stewart was a sergeant major. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's, it's been a long time since I was in ROTC. I think you're normally around your early, your early 20s, early to mid-20s to be a sergeant major. But also, it could be depending on your work ethic. That's if you stay that that I'm like if you if you do not want to be a, a commissioned officer, mm-hmm. you're you're not like you're going to be stuck being in that sergeant like corporal to sergeant category. Okay. So, seeing I think no I think it was staff sergeant. God <laughs> damn it. I have, I have a DC encyclopedia, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look this up and forget to put it in the link in the description. <laughs> um, nah. Um, but I can see... And Michael B. Jordan's still fucking built yeah. after doing Creed 2. Yeah. And he's doing um, a Tom Clancy movie that's supposed to be connected to John Krasinski's um, Jack um, Jack Ryan show. Oh. Apparently. That's, that's the rumor. That would be cool. But they are set... They are Jack Finally Ryan. get a live-action Sam Fisher? He's playing um, Rainbow Six. Hmm. Um, Tom Clancy created Rainbow Six, but it's a main, it's a character um, that's uh, he's playing a character that has appeared in Jack Ryan novels, mm-hmm. and actors played him in movies. Uh-huh. But he's also in the Rainbow Six um, universe. So J- the Rainbow Six universe is in the same universe as Jack Ryan. Oh, I didn't know that. um, I think Tom Clancy did create um, Sam Fisher as well. Yeah, Splinter Cell series. So, so in a way, Splinter Cell is part of the Jack Ryan universe. That's what I'm saying. If they're all connected, that would mean like Sam Fisher would be in that and all that. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if someone just said they're like, James Wan really connected the Conjuring universe. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be fucking surprised if they do that with um, this Rainbow Six movie that Michael B. Jordan got coming out soon. That would be cool. That'd that be would interesting. be cool. You get you get your Sam Fisher movie. You get John Krasinski back to play Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. Boom! You have a universe that was not supposed to be a world uh, a world beating movie. But back to James Cameron. <laughs> Moving all the way back. That was a Titanic tangent. 
it was pretty much I don't give a fuck. By that point, we went on tangent because I'm like, we really don't give a fuck about Avatar. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, I'd like to see the next movie, but beyond I that, I really don't give a shit. I don't. I, I saw it once and I, I hated it. Really? Yeah, I, I did not like it. Hmm. I did not like it. All and right. It, and it killed off my girl, Michelle Rodriguez. No, yeah. So, fuck that movie. Um, Michelle. <laughs> I almost had a chance to meet her. Really? Yeah. When was that? Oh, that was at a Comic Con. I wasn't even gonna make it. I wasn't gonna go to go. Oh damn. Almost. Almost. <sighs> no, not almost. Fucking San Diego Comic Con sucks when you're trying to get tickets. Yeah. Fucking suck. Honestly, I forgot to I forgot to try to get it and get them this year. I got the 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 email about it. I did too. And I was like, I ain't got no money. Delete. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I thought the same thing, and I was just like, well, when the day comes, we'll find out. And then the day came, I forgot about it completely. I did something else. And then the next day I was like, oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> so you just forgot. Yeah, I, I just had no money. I, just I, like... I straight up forgot. But even then it's like, that's how unimportant it kind of was to me. Like I forgot about Comic-Con. Um, and the last bit of news. Last bit of news. It's like that, that uh, bottom of the cup, but the best sip. Leslie Nope. <laughs> Not bad. Nice parks of rec pool. <laughs> Um, what do we got? Netflix announced a second He-Man animated series. A second one that is not related to the other one that's coming out? Yep. So Kevin Smith's um, He-Man series is going to be connected to the 80s series, the one I saw when I was a kid. By the power of Grayskull. That's that's uh, universal. Really? Yeah, the power of Grayskull. Everyone uses that shit. What do you mean everyone uses it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it exists in, like, She-Ra and all that, but... Um, Technically, Prince Adam usually says, um, for the for the power of um, Internia, I forgot the cat, uh, Grey Skull is what everybody remembers. Yeah. But sometimes he'll say Eternia. That makes sense. That's his land, right? And then sometimes he'll just, planet. Sometimes he just won't say it and he'll just, like, put the sword and then bam. And um, then all that good, all that good 90s animation. Yeah. Um, so for this Netflix series, it's going to be CG animated. Um, hmm. In addition to the 2D series, um, Master of the Universe Re- Revelations um, by Kevin Smith as a continuation of the original TV series, the synopsis for this series reads, On the planet of Eternia, a young lost prince discovers the powers of Skull and transforms to He-Man. The Masters of the Universe, the classic battle between He-Man and the evil Skeletor rages to new heights as both hero and villain forge new and mighty teams, a new generation of heroes fighting for the fate of us all. Any end who will become master of the universe. Hmm. I think um, it's going to be He-Man, but I, I could be wrong. <laughs> it could flip the script on us where a good for a good, um, like Young Justice did for season two. Oh, for yeah. a good while, the villains were winning and the heroes was like struggling to come back until the end of the season. They finally, the heroes came back. I'd be excited to watch a new He-Man series. It's been more than long enough with it. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what a fresh take would and plus, be. The 2009 version was not that bad. Yeah. It was more adult. It was more. It was more action. It was more like story focused. Um, that was that was a legit good reboot series, and that could have been a good movie series as well. You know which? But not a lot of people was watching it. Yeah, you know which reboot I would want to see, especially because I just started rewatching it again on Disney Plus. Gargoyles. Ooh. I started watching Gargoyles again last night, and oh my god! I, I as I was watching, I was thinking, man, this would be a really nice reboot. Uh, if somebody took the care and attention to it that it deserved. A little tidbit, 
behind the scenes tidbit with Gargos. I'm connected to Gargos in a, in, a, in a weird way. Really? How? Around the the around I was saying ninety four ninety five Gargos when it was out. Mm-hmm. I was in the fourth fourth grade. Okay. Channel nine was showing cartoons. They mm-hmm. had their own Disney block. Mm-hmm. I signed up to win the Gargos prize package. Uh huh. Go to school. Think don't think nothing of it. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks later, I'm in detention. Mm-hmm. Obviously, classic me. As per you. <laughs> My mom pulls me up, pulls up to pick me up, and she's like, "Your name was on TV." What? After Gargoyles came on, uh, during Gargoyles commercial break, my name came up as one of the as one of the winners. What? A couple of weeks later, um, my mom called the station, got the only information. A couple of weeks later, I got a Gargoyles T-shirt, video game, and comic book. That's awesome. That's really cool. You won one of those stakes. Yep. I don't know anybody that's won any one any of those. That's pretty cool. And it was Gargoyles for the Sega Genesis that came up that year. That's awesome. Yep. I was like, fuck it. And that Gargoyles t-shirt last, and I would not forget this because it, it it went from me to my brother Calvin, to mm-hmm. my brother Christopher, to my little brother Aaron. It lasted, that t-shirt lasted up, in, I would say, by 2001. Wow. Yeah, 2004. It, a t-shirt lasted from 1994 to 2001. That's pretty good. That's a good run. Um, the video game... Um, unfortunately, we don't have it. I know it would cost, a, it would be worth a lot of penny, but unfortunately, um, our Sega Genesis and the, our games we had with it was stolen. Oh, that's Home sucks. Invasion. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. But for a lot of reasons, but yeah. yeah. But <laughs> in a way, I'm still connected to Gar- Gargoyles just, just from winning the fucking um, contest and thinking I'm not going to win. That's and really cool, though. That's honestly really cool. Yeah. But yeah, but Gargoyles would be one of those series that I would honestly really want to want to see redone. But not not as a live action reboot. I wouldn't want that as a live action. Animation would be better. Animation. Because Voltron and Princess She-Ra prove that you can do 80 shows and bring them back to today's audience. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially She-Ra is doing just as popular, um, just just as well as Voltron did. Yeah. Um, I want to see Thundercats come back. Thundercats would be a good one. Properly. Yeah. Not Thundercats Go, whatever the fuck it's called. (laughs) No, Thundercats Roar. Ugh. Just, like, oh. <laughs> no, when they get to, you assume they're gonna go like that metal roar. No, they actually do the roar, uh, and you be like, and that goofy looking animation. I do not want that association of your roar with that goofy looking fucking animation. <laughs> and then the Thundercats 2009 series. Oh no, I want to say 2011, 2012. It was literally some years after He Man. Mm-hmm. Cartoon Network comes up in the Thundercats series. Um, Will Friedle, who voiced um, Terry McGinnis, Batman, mm-hmm. voiced Lionel. Oh, okay. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson voices Panthro. Um, I forgot the voice actor and actress for Tigra and um, Chitar. Mm-hmm. It was good mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Tigra was pissed off at Lionel because he's now the new king. And Lionel's a, is now Lionel and Tigra are now siblings. Now. Tigra is adopted. Okay. Oh, well, also, the best standout was the original voice of Lionel played the father. Oh, that's cool. Um, instead of them going living on one galaxy to and then being transported to the planet that they were on, mm-hmm. that island, that planet is that's their planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mumra lives on a different side of that planet mm-hmm. or in the general vicinity. Um, they invade, Lionel's father dies, they take over. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much Lionel rising to power. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is not bad. I'm like, nigga, you was a tiger. You adopted. <laughs> you gonna be king? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm going Game of Thrones. I'll just kill you. Fuck. It's like your mom wasn't a liger. <laughs> um, Imagine if they introduced he, like, a liger character. I, I legit kept on saying every time he was tiger was bitching. I was like this. This motherfucker did you a favor raising you as his own. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then they was doing that stupid romance shit between Tigra, Cheetah, Chitara, and uh, Lionel. It was supposed to be a triangle? There was there was never no romance um like in the original Thundercats. And they threw it in there. I and, don't know why they it, would want to, yeah. And here's the thing. Cheetah was going to hook up with Lionel. And then all of a sudden, she's like, no, I love Tigra. And then and Lionel... Has to work with two people who fucking basically is his teammates are basically backstabbing him. Damn. I'm like backstabbing in terms of relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. But now you're creating situations that you don't necessarily need to have. <laughs> I'm like, and then ignoring them. <laughs> um, Panthro, he was fine. What they did to him, I think the major thing they did to him was they severed his arms and he had like these mechanical arms. Like he was different from like he originally was like, all right, fine, that's that's fine, change it. Wiley Kid, Wiley Cat were um instead of them being with Lionel for day one, they were orphans and they were, they were thieves. Oh okay. So I'm like, okay, I, I can, I can. They're coming up with different ways to introduce their characters. Um, so like they stole most of the stuff from Lionel and their crew, and they're like, you might if you can steal, you might as well work for us. It's like, hey, don't steal from me, steal for me. <laughs> Um, and then when it get close to the end of the series, they started slowly introducing other Thundercats. Like in the original series, they had three new Thundercats, mm-hmm. but they um, introduced a new lion. Okay. And I remember her from as a kid, and I actually have that season <laughs> on DVD right here. Is that the one right there on the shelf? Yeah. And and I'm thinking, oh. Okay, this it makes you geared up to be oh, and the woman who voiced um, um, Bobby Hill, uh, Pamela Alden. I, 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 I hope I got her last name right. She voiced that new line, um, that new Thundercat. Oh, cool! From, from who uh, was originally voiced from someone else from the eighties. You find out she's an undercover agent for Mumra. She Damn. Re- she rejects anything that has to do with Lionel's family because she feels they betrayed her. Oh wow! And to and the series got canceled, but this is how the series ended. Her making out with Mumra. Really? Yes. What? Yes. I was like, I'm. I'm. I'm a, it's gonna be a small pause. I was literally just sitting at the TV, going like, mouth open, eyes wide. <laughs> what the fuck? Month later, Thundercats was canceled. I was like. <laughs> like never faster have you seen an audience respond <laughs> season one was fine season two just went like season two was like alright we good we good you know what let's take this shit and go right off the fucking cliff <laughs> I was like what the fuck is this damn at least He-Man was consistent they need to put up a sign for that sudden of a left turn <laughs> He-Man no it's like literally you, you're the driver Someone is taking your hand, taking the wheel, and just running off the fucking cliff. <laughs> it's like, like Jesus take the wheel, and then he literally steals the wheel, and your car loses control. A little person like this, you know, I have a better idea. Vroom! Shit. <laughs> I was like, 
All of a sudden, it turned into Thelma and Louise real quick. <laughs> I'm like, I would rather watch Thundercats roar than that Thundercat series. Wow. That's how much it pissed me off. Wow. And I'm not the only, and I'm not the only one. It pissed off my brothers. Uh-huh. And they're not big Thundercats fans. But either way, it's like enough anyways. And I was like, really? And they literally say we need more. We need more to get, oh, keep this army up. And then yeah. I was like, nope. Now, I was I legit deleted. I, I had a I literally had Lionel Sword as a kid. Really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Nine from nineteen eighty eighty eight to ninety two. I had Lionel Sword before I broke it, and obviously I couldn't get a new one. <laughs> I was gonna buy a new one until I saw that shit. <laughs> I deleted it. I deleted wow. it off my cart, and I I want nothing. I almost got rid of the it, that thirty cast we released. Seriously. I was like, I couldn't, I, I cannot look at that. It took me to this day to actually look at Thundercats. Wow. It, it, and Thundercats Roar did not help any better. Oh, yeah, of course not. It's just more salt on the wound at that point. Oh, yeah, just more salt <laughs> on the wound. I'm like, oh, why? That's why? crazy, dude. <laughs> so, like, when people talk about reboots, I, I beeline for the synopsis. Yeah. But then if it is the synopsis, I need to wait till the animation Mm-hmm. It's done. So what 80s or 90s show that hasn't been touched in a while, and I really do mean a while, would you like to see rebooted as a cartoon? Mask. Mask would be a good one. Mask. Mask would be a good one. Don't Damn. touch Robotech. I think Ro- Robotech... Robotech doesn't need it. No. It, no, no, no. And, and plus, Robotech was it was like One Piece for its time. Like over like close to 200 episodes. Oh, yeah. I've seen them all. <laughs> and Ro- I don't think Robotech needs to be rebooted because with all these episodes and then the fact that you need to be it's like Battlestar is Battlestar Galactica in animation form dude I straight up still watch Robotech I'm not even joking and <laughs> I'm like I try to get back into Robotech but I remember I was like I remember seeing it when the main character was an adult which means it was their time jump mm-hmm. so I was like fuck I was like, yeah. So you saw it. You saw it during. Uh, it was after the Master Saga. Yeah, Macross Saga. So uh, technically, I, that's yeah. T- well, no, that's not Macross Saga. No, Macro- that's that's the afters. That's the yeah, extra. I, that's the uh, that's the the OVA. Yeah, yeah. Because that even came out after the Invid Saga. Fuck. I then I can just say I honestly been jumping through Robotech from the late '80s throughout the '90s throughout the 2000s yeah so you're i've been jumping through robotech did you watch uh shadow shadows of uh shadow chronicles no i have not shadow chronicles kind of reboots it a little well not reboots it but shadow chronicles adjusts the ending of um of the invid saga enough to where you could theoretically continue the series okay and honestly it wasn't bad and it's new animation and everything i actually had uh, a lot of fun it was funny actually the way i got into it was my dad and i were actually walking through a fries and he randomly saw the Shadow Chronicles DVD. And he was just like, oh my god, Like I haven't seen this series in forever. And that's actually how he introduced me into anime. Okay. And he goes, no, 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 we're taking this home, we're watching it. And we sh- he showed me the movie, and obviously I was super lost. And I had no idea what was going on, but I remember that I was like, wow, this is like a different medium of cartoons I've never seen before. The next day he went out, and he bought literally the entire collection of every single Robotech DVD. And I watched it straight through three times. The entire thing. And that was my introduction into anime with Robotech. And I was just like, wow, this... this I had never been into a mech anime or anything, obviously, because mm. it was my first one. But even now, I'm still struggling to find a mech anime that I enjoy as much as I enjoyed Robotech. 
I remember buying the video games on PS2 and playing it. That's how much I liked it. My first anime was Sailor Moon. It was down the list. Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, Mobile Suit Gundam, and Robotech. You always got to have at least one version of Mobile Suit Gundam that you like. (laughs) Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing? Gundam Wing, hands down. And then Endless Walls is a, a, was continuous continuation. Nice, nice. I think for me it was it was first Robotech, but I mean largely because of the time and when I was growing up, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me it was like Robotech, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting it? Trigun. Oh. Trigun got me really into it too. Did I take? Damn, I took it down. What Vash? Yeah, Vash was. I have Vash the Stampede action figure up there. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I, I you still got Ichigo. <laughs> yeah, Ichigo's still up there. Um, Ich- Bleach was my reintroduction back to anime. Okay. Um, for me, that was as as crappy it's gonna as shit taste as it's gonna make me sound like I have. Uh, the first season of Sword Art Online is what got me like re back into current anime and then made me want to watch stuff. <laughs> I would say um, My Hero Academia got me back into um, anime, so I'll probably give me an action figure or a statue. For Dude, that. My Hero is really good to though. actually to commemorate that because technically that's why um, Trigun was re- Trigun. I sh- I lost uh, my um. Your my, gun, my Gundam collection. Mm-hmm. Um, Trigun and Gundam were at the height of me in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, middle school, like no, actually no, yeah, all through high school was mm-hmm. gun. It was always Mobile Suit Gundam, Trigun, Dragon Ball Z. Dude, uh, that was that is legitimately from two thousand one, two thousand to two thousand four was like that was the year of like the height of where. Dragon, you thought Dragon Ball now? Dragon Ball is, is more popular now than it was when I was in high school. Right, but, but either way, in two thousand four. Oh yeah, that was like you not wearing that shitty ass looking button down Hawaiian Dragon Ball shirt with Vegeta <laughs> printed on your back and Goku on the front with the crew on the side or the Dragon Balls. Yep. Or you have the Super Saiyan Blue. Yep. Before Super Saiyan um, God Mode Blue came out, yeah, it was just like a blue version of the Super Saiyan modes. No, yeah, it was it was a blue shirt and it was in Super Saiyan, so it was like blue and yellow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> brought back some memories on brought that back one. Fuck memories. I was rocking that shit in high school, dude. I couldn't button it up, but I was rocking it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bleach was my re- reintroduction. Um, but I still have my Ronin Warriors. Run from 90, 96 to now. I still got them. Wow. Wait, 96? 96. That means those things are as old as I am, man. Yep. <laughs> Runaway Warriors is actually older than, um, actually, uh, it's a few years younger than me. I think Runaway Warriors came out in 88. Damn. So I think it's a few, it's three years younger than Damn. Me. It's funny because at least as far as like, as involved as I've been in the anime community, mm-hmm. you can tell there are certain years where, where, um, a very large influx of anime influenced the next the next generation that was into anime yep. and it was always the ones that always stand up are the ones that came out in the 80s mm-hmm. robotech and all yep. that kind of stuff yep. the ones that came out like in the time gap that you're specifically saying the 2001 2000s. to 2004 but the ni- was a the, major major one but the 90s have did have like sailor um sailor moon came out within mm-hmm. the 90s pokemon came out in the 90s they did have they did have it but I, but as far as titular anime not not specifically just the just the ones that like a lot of the American audience knew like Dragon Ball and Pokemon, mm-hmm. but like 
when you think of 2004, I also think of like Cowboy Bebop, and I also think yeah. of like um, different different titles like that. Um, Full Metal Alchemist and all that was also very formative for a lot of people at that point. Yeah. So it's like you have 2004, certain ones in 2006. The next major shift that you'll see in the anime community would be in like 2008, yeah. with a lot of stuff coming out then, and then more recently, as as recent as like 2014 and 13 you would have seen a lot of stuff yeah. now you're starting to see stuff come out actually a lot of it this year a lot of people are starting to say that it's like as far as how anime has changed it's, as a medium way, this year this, is very different yeah this is like a new renaissance for anime especially especially now because what what's majorly changed is anime has gone almost completely seasonal and mainstream and mainstream normally anime was mainly stick to anime expos now it's embedded into comic book conventions. Yeah, you not- can't go to a comic con mm-hmm. without seeing it. Uh, at least fifteen booths mm-hmm. dedicated to anime in general. You you've now evolved to a point in anime to where there are now casual fans. Yeah, where before anime was very dominated by just like hardcore people that saw the entire base of what anime was, and it's very easy to have done that at least in the U.S. side. Because we didn't have all the anime that Japan had available to them. We had these specific and shows Korea. And, it, and Korea. We had these specific shows and we had only specific ways to watch them. It was almost like finding lost tapes and it's like everybody gathering around these like hordes of specific anime that everybody had as a community already watched. But now there's so much shit to watch. It's impossible to keep up with it. But in a way, it's also good because even though even though there's a lot of shit anime out there, we now have consistent animes and consistent series that are coming out seasonally that are honestly fucking awesome. Yeah. Like the one, you know, which by far is my favorite of 2019. Not, not my hero. My hero's awesome. But for this year, my favorite has been fucking, um, demon slayer or demon. Hun- uh, yeah. De- uh, yeah. Demon slayer is honestly amazing. It's, it, it was, it was, uh, 13. No, I'm sorry. 23 episodes okay. that came out. So far um, this year in anime, I have not watched anything. I've been consistently watching Cowboy Bebop, consistently watching Samurai Shampoo. Yeah. Um, and those are all really good, too. But I, I, I want to... In terms of anything new, the only mm-hmm. thing that's new would be my, my hair. But no, technically, they're already on season four. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hitting the U.S. very soon for season four. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen two of the um the animated movies. Well, season four has already started. Uh, well, it's already started, but I don't think it hit the U.S. just yet. Yeah, in terms it is. Of, in terms of American dub, are they doing American dub and Jap- um, sub at the same time? Uh, I think which, so. Which, which is yeah. which is that was never heard of. Yeah. back in two thousand four, exactly. You have to wait six months to a year mm-hmm. to get the American dub. Yeah, they are though. So now <laughs> you have. So if you tell so now it's simulcast. It's now it's now it's like all right. We just finished these five episodes. Let's get you guys going right now for these five, and we're gonna help you guys get the five. So it's now the American um, offices are now working in tandem with Japanese offices. Yeah, it's simulcast okay. within an hour of it being broadcast in Japan. It's already at least professionally subtitled, and then I think it's the day after it's dubbed. Wow! Because my dad's been keeping up with it, and he watches all of it dubbed. Okay. And I watch it subbed. <laughs> Yeah, we like we said we in we've reached new, a different we, point we, now, we man. A whole new era, and then we have made up anime like Afro Samurai. Yeah, Afro Samurai is awesome. That too. is an original. That is an original anime, right there. We have anime inspired series that are now hugely beloved, like Avatar. Yep, it's not anime technically, but it's very beloved. Yep, two great seasons, and if it doesn't make a third season, you have two great seasons in Legend of Korra and um, The Last Airbender. They did make a third season, didn't they? Mm-mm. Is there only two? There's only two. Oh crap! Yeah. 
Damn. I'm hearing I'm I'm hearing rumblings of a third series, mm-hmm. but so far I'm hearing more that the creators of Avatar are well, actually they, working on the live action um, Airbender series. Well, they're also focusing kind of on um, on that Netflix uh, version or not Netflix version, but Netflix show that they got the Dragon Prince, which honestly yeah. isn't that bad. Yeah, so they, I'm enjoying it. So they're they're doing very well. Yeah, and also Legend of Korra brought back David Faustino. If you watch Married yeah. with Children, you know who he is. Yeah, they brought him back. <laughs> so like I haven't heard like. Like legit, like what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. And then you hear his voice. I'm like, he sounds familiar. And you look at the casting list. He's like, holy shit, they Faustina. <laughs> like Bud Bundy. <laughs> you actually, you still working? All right. That's good to know. At least you're doing something. Oh man, this is actually a legit good episode. I I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Hopefully you guys are too. P- feel free to leave us some feedback. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have one listener question. What do we have? If there is one gaming company you would take over, what is that gaming company? And what one or two games that you would remake for the PS4 and Xbox One? Separately? Separately. Or it can be cross-console, like um, Resident Evil. So you're you're remaking a game like they did Resident Evil 2, but which game would it be and which company would you take over so it can be? Remade. Okay, remade faithfully to the original or remade to reboot and make a, a new, remade, like, further re- IP? Remake, you know how they did Resident Evil 2? They redid the um the levels. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the, the story is still there. Okay. It's just the levels and everything. Is okay, there. so not changing the story, but rebooting the game to, like, current ga- uh, graphical standards and yes. stuff. Ooh. Why don't you tell me your answer while I think of mine real quick? <laughs> All right, so this is what I've been thinking of a long time already. Okay. I would buy Bioware away from EA. Okay. I would have them focus on remastering Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, keeping the original script for Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a little tidbit. If you play, you play Mass Effect 1, right? Yeah, of course. All right, so you know how at the end of the game, it was Shepard and whoever your party mates was at the end of the game. Yeah. In Mass Effect 3, originally, it was supposed to be Shepard and whoever was your teammates going through the portal during that final fight the really? elusive man was going to turn into a villain like um how Saren did in Mass Effect 1 oh yeah I did hear about that but they changed so, the way that that was gonna EA the, made them change yeah, like yeah. um Commander um, Captain Anderson was not there at all okay but theoretically this is changing story it's not changing yes, just I will the, cha- I will, cause here's the thing though when you remaster the game uh huh was the first thing people if you if I say Mass and I just said it Mass Effect I'm going to remake the three Mass Effect games is going to be PS4 graphics we're going to take the Dragon Age Inquisition engine mm-hmm. which Anthem and Andromeda used yeah and we're going to rebuild Mass Effect one two and three mm-hmm. with this engine okay same goes for Dragon Age Origins and two mm-hmm. everybody's going to everybody's going to focus on Mass Effect three. Mm-hmm. Are you going to change? And technically, they and, um, Capcom just said they yeah. changed story elements of Resident Evil Nemesis. I, I would want the the original scripted ending. So, I'm going to change the ending to Mass Effect Three. My God, you're a madman. And keep, <laughs> keep the, keep the um, um also update the DLC because I know everybody wants to play those DLCs again. Of course. Um, and also redo Mass Effect. I mean, Dragon Age Origins and uh, Dragon Age Two. With them focusing on Dragon Age two, because mm-hmm. you can tell they did they only did they developed that game within one year, yeah, which is like no 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 no, no. <gasps> oh. 
But what I would, and this one probably would piss people off. You don't, you don't have to play as Hawk. Hmm. You get to choose to play as the Hawk family or play as a refugee from the Blight. That would be cool. So you, you can't, you are not forced. That means changing the whole game entirely. So I'm taking something what Capcom is doing. Mm-hmm. They're changing elements of Resident It's still the essence of the game, but they're mm-hmm. changing elements of Resident Evil Nemesis. Hmm. So I would change the basic elements of, of it's still your rise to power in Dragon Age 2. Mm-hmm. Have in, I have, I've played Dragon Age 2 so many times. Mm-hmm. I have not made um, Hawk the vice count of, of Oh shit! Or Kurt Wall. Uh huh. And I'm I literally been trying. Mm-hmm. Literally in, the, in my remastered, you'll find you'll literally if depending on your choices, you will become the Viscount, which is basically the king of Kurt Wall. Huh. Keep Inquisition as is, cause I'm taking I'm literally taking the engine of Inquisition and putting it onto these other games. That would be that would honestly be really interesting. I, that's it. Yeah, I could see you doing that. I think I think I have my answer too now. And then after that, have them focus on story-based RPGs. Hmm. That would yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and then you could have you would already know that you would have a uh, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven coming up. You'd already have that in the pipeline, and then be able to like streamline that process. Damn, that would be a good answer. Okay, so my my answer won't be as in depth as yours because obviously you're landing it on me right now. Yep. But I would love to keep alive, and I'm trying really hard to remember the name of the studio. <laughs> um, I would the game, Fable. Oh, Lionhead Studios. It's Lionhead, right? Okay, that's what I was. <laughs> I was like offhandedly trying to look it up right now, just making sure. I have Fable yeah. was saved on um, Game Pass. Dude, okay, Lionhead. I would buy Lionhead and s- figure out how to keep it from going under. First of all, because obviously it's famously defunct. Yeah. But I would. I would remake fable to be updated to current gen consoles because not only would i love that for the record for those of you that don't know that's an original xbox title it was still by far one of my favorite rpg games i've ever played on a on a console but i would update it for current gen but i would try to use the engine that they're act- that um cd project red is using for witcher for it Ooh. imagine the graphics and the and the engine for witcher people will on fable right Oh my god, I would fucking love it. I would say my backup, take over Terminal Reality. Okay. And make a Ghostbuster fuck a Ghostbuster sequel. Dude, a Ghostbuster sequel game would be awesome. I wouldn't bring back Bill Murray. I, I, no, I think Bill. If it's just a video game, mm-hmm. I think Bill Murray will come back. Mm-hmm. But it would be more what Ghostbusters Afterlife is doing mm-hmm. and what people want. You're passing the torch onto new Ghostbusters. So then would the theoretically in your version, right, of the second game, would you play as a new rookie or would you play as the same rookie from the first game? You're playing as a creative player, so you get to be you get to create yourself. Ooh. I would pull I would do what more of Outer Worlds did. Create you can create however you, what you want to look like. Mm-hmm. You're a Ghostbuster. That's cool. Yeah. And you have a new team. Have the rookie is now he's the rookie's not a rookie anymore. He has a name. Yeah. But he's still silent. 
<laughs> That'd be funny. But the only time he talks is when he screams. Um, uh, either that, or you could even like make it make it part of a story element and be like, oh yeah, the rookie is Everybody no longer a rookie like- after they scared over they scared his voice out or something. You know what I mean? Like, or like he had an encounter with a ghost and he can't speak. Or just have it where every time he tries to talk, everyone overtalks even your char- your creative character. Dude, that would be really funny. I would actually I would go that route more than the than the ghost route. <laughs> See, like the end of the game, you like finally I can talk, and then credits. <laughs> they cut him off mid sentence, like the end of The Sopranos. <laughs> Just like goes, he's like he finally talks, and then Ghostbusters, and then and then you be like, yeah, that oh, dude. That having, like and then during the credits, you just see him like walk defeated right? you see all the other ghosts waving you just see him walking with the rest just all defeated like he can't fucking talk dude that would be really good like a good end joke for the fans yeah yeah so yep yeah, that, that would pay off pretty well honestly yeah. <laughs> we're, we're burning on two hours we're bu- wow well and with that we're gonna end it here we're gonna end it here thank you to everybody who's been listening and uh, i was gonna give a docket actual docket what we're going to actually do oh i'm sorry continue continue and, it, and the long the long running joke is going to end we're going to talk about star trek star trek in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to star trek in 2020 no because i actually legit want to talk about star trek at some point in time because now it seems like um oh fuck uh john show no not john show um quentin tarantino it looks like he did not want to be involved with Star Trek anymore. I'm not surprised, honestly. Because they Paramount is dragging their ass. Yeah, like I'm surprised that they're not they're not doing enough with that IP really. Like they have Star Trek. Yeah. Fucking use it. Like the the only thing they're talking about Star Trek right now is Picard and um, Discovery. When did Into Darkness come out? The last Star Trek movie was not Into Darkness. It was Oh no, yeah, not Into Darkness. Um the uh, third one. <laughs> I have it. I have it. It's right here. Buffering, buffering. I can't see my own shelf. <laughs> but yeah, me. that third oh, movie, it is. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Thank you. That came out twenty seventeen. Twenty. What was it? Anton Yelchin passed away. He he passed away way before that. He yeah. Pa- I want to say he passed away in like twenty fifteen. Um, Star Trek Beyond came out. IMDb check real quick. Yep, Star Trek Beyond. 2016. 2016. Okay, so yeah, it's been three years and no announcement of another movie other than rumors of Next Generation and Picard. Normally, it should be out already. Right? I'm surprised that they didn't put... Maybe, who knows, maybe coming in 2020. Because I wouldn't mind Justin Lin coming back to direct one. Hmm. Fast and Furious director Justin Lin <laughs> and it was actually fucking good I would be okay with him directing anything else other than a Fast and Furious because yes, I'm ready please, for that series please, to fucking die please <laughs> Justin Lin do something else just let it die do a DC movie do a Marvel movie do an original I, mm. you made Better Luck Tomorrow with fucking um, John Cho <laughs> not Better Luck Tomorrow um, fuck uh, which one which one talk me through it it's, an, um, it's all Asian cast uh, Crazy Rich Asians. No, this is way, way <laughs> before Crazy Rich Asians. How old? I'm in high school. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Never mind. I was right. Better luck tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Do not doubt yourself. 
Uh, I could, we, we definitely cannot be in the showdown. We could not be in the showdown, but we could go witness a showdown. One day. One day. Oh, one day. Ho- um, hopefully, we'll have some uh, remote there, coverage there from a, a showdown. There is an event coming up in March. Really? If you're down, it's 20 bucks to get in. I'd be down. Anybody want to join us at the showdown? Check us out. <laughs> maybe we'll try to record something. Not a showdown, but maybe we'll try to record something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in the showdown community, but mm-hmm. like not in deep in the community. Well, you got till March. <laughs> nah, I don't want to be like peddling my uh, the podcast, and I haven't been active in the community. I've been active watching it, liking it, comment, commenting, mm-hmm. but. Hey, that's that is active in the community in and of its own right. Yeah, but active is like they know your name. That's true. <laughs> uh, and plus, I've actively like not tried to go to any events because I have self body issues. I got you. I got you. So, but um, on the docket, we are officially going to start to talk about Star Trek eventually. Um, but we um, in we're tw- finally going to do our dream casting. <laughs> uh, we still uh, haven't done that shit, and we put it off all year. That would be a whole Star Trek episode. So this will be the last episode of the Giant Contraband Robot of the year because next week is Christmas. Ding, ding, ding. So this episode will be posted by Monday, two days before Christmas. Well, actually, technically the day before Christmas. Well, no, two days before Christmas. It's posted whenever you're listening to it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We will record an episode the following week, so which will be the 27th. So, um, So pretty much... From January the twenty, from December twenty ninth to um, January fourth, there'll probably be no episodes of the podcast. But don't worry, we won't keep you waiting for that long. Um, we will be doing our games, movies from two thousand nine to twenty nineteen, which should be properly done in twenty twenty. Oh, we're gonna have some some pretty major lists going. Um, and we will officially talk about the Mandalorian. Yes. I and want to talk about it so bad. The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. And the eventual Star Trek episode. Ooh. And the artist series is returning some um, some point in 2020. Um, I don't have a tentative date for that. Um, we have returning artists Isai de Los Angeles and Santos Nunez returning. We're going to have Brianna Car- um, Carrera coming in as well um, um, for the artist talk. We're going to... Actively right now trying to talk to some professional artists. Sorry to be emerging artists, but actual working professional artists um, that's out there that can actually give some information on how it is to be an artist in today's society and how consumerism is actually affecting artists now. And if you haven't heard any of those artist podcasts that uh, Desmond's already done, go ahead and check them out. They are among the first episodes titled for the GCR. So give them a listen. They're very interesting. And they're ranked the top three most downloaded episodes on Spotify. Thanks to everyone in the U.S. and Canada who's been listening to our podcast. Stay beautiful. We love you guys.